Well, hello there, friends. Uh, welcome to a very interesting episode of DDT Wrestling, uh, because it's not going to be an episode of DDT Wrestling at all. My name is DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews, and I, I don't want to do much of an intro before I, I, I get to my guests. I want them to, to be a part of this whole thing. So, uh, Doc Manson, we'll talk about it a little later, unable to make it this week. He's a very busy person. He has two PhDs. Uh, and so I said to myself, self, who would I want to record with? And there was no two people that came to mind faster uh, than the hosts of the Peace of Business podcast. Uh, so I'll introduce one and then let him introduce the other. He is the Louisiana residing, constantly putting up siding. Old school wrestling, new school hassling, tougher than nails, despite looking like he just got done working in sales. It is Jeremy at EPL and NFL. I've had this written down on a card for like eight hours. Been ready for this episode. You're uh, a pro. Jeremy, Jeremy, how are you, my friend? Man, I am outstanding, DC. It is uh, indeed our honor and privilege to be with you this afternoon i thank you for the invitation sir all uh, right it is uh, it is a pleasure to have you uh who else do we have here there jeremy who do we well have? you know if if i'm gonna be on your podcast gimmick you know that i'm not gonna be alone <laughs> joining me as always from across the ocean and from the future he is the barroom brawling disco dancing dynamite stretching intercontinental playboy folks he's more over than an afternoon pop job Ladies and gentlemen, at GA WrestleNut, Glenn Abbott. Glenn, how are things this evening or night over in London town? It's night. It makes a change for me to be recording at night and you not first thing in the morning. Usually it's dark where I am when we record, <laughs> but uh, yep. we flipped the script this time. DC, did you know that uh, afternoon pop jobs are, uh, are rare? But, uh, you know, this one's for free. Usually you pay good money down at the Bunny Ranch for that. I feel uncomfortable <laughs> already, which means it's going to be a good episode. Yes, the host of the uh, acclaimed and, and growing in popularity every single week piece of business podcast. Uh, and, and as I am the solo host of the Joy of Booking podcast, uh, I guess we're calling it a pop job. Uh, and in the afternoon, no less, but, yeah, thank you for that. Uh, but yes, our, our good buddy Glenn is so graciously uh, staying up a little later than usual. Although Glenn's a night owl. Glenn's like Glenn's like Adam Cole playing Uno. I'm a night owl. <laughs> well, yes and no. Uh, I, I am when I can afford to be, but due to work, I'm up at six o'clock in the morning. I don't get to stay up as much as I used to. That's why come WrestleMania and SummerSlam and other times like that, I book the time off work so I can live on American time. Mm -hmm. I, I will sometimes take the day after WrestleMania off because I know that if I make it through the entire show, which is rare, I will be a hurting puppy the next day. But the reason Glenn is willing to stay up late, let's get right to the big news here. We, we, we have no real plan. Uh, the three of us just wanted to, to chat and, and longingly gaze into each other's eyes. And so that's, <laughs> that's kind of what we're doing here. Uh, but Glenn has a very exciting weekend. Uh, and if you haven't been listening to the piece of business podcast, shame on you. 
Uh, but Glenn, tell us, where are you off to tomorrow? Why do you get to sleep late? I'm going off to London Town, my old stomping ground, uh, to a place called The Venue in Great Portland Street, which is right smack bang in the middle of the West End of London, to Eve Pro Wrestling, a night of ladies grunting and groaning and throwing each other around. So it's an evening We're not talk, talking right? about the Bunny Ranch this time. No, not the Bunny Ranch this time. Uh, this is Wrestle Queendom, if I uh, if I am correct. This is. Um, it's basically run run on the same. Wrestle Queendom four. Wrestle Queendom four, and it is it's run on this the same principle as Wrestle Kingdom, obviously. Sure. Now, That's from a... from the sounds of it. Uh, you're you're not just going as a fan, although you clearly will be a fan. Uh, but it it sounds like you've got some inside scoop. You're gonna you're gonna be able to be behind the scenes a little bit. I don't want to speak for you. I'm assuming you're not booking the thing, but I'm hoping to. I'm. <laughs> um... You should Jerry, see this Jerry... man's Rolodex, DC. You should Jerry... see his Rolodex. Uh, I've known Dan Reed, the promoter and owner of Pro Wrestling Eve, back from when he ran another uh, promotion. I, we did talk about when we did uh, that uh, question marks episode that I did a yes, couple indeed. of jobs for him. And uh, so we've known each other a long while. Um, and during lockdown, basically, he was running... Um, live streams on YouTube showing old matches on Eve and I was helping him out with that and he's given me a, a chance to do a bit of videoing and meeting the girls and we might get a couple of interviews out of it, might not, I might be too drunk to bother with that but who knows, we, we, we'll see, we'll play it by ear but if everybody, I take, will this be going out by tomorrow? Uh, yeah, my plan is is if it if it is easy to download to, as is it we're trying a new uh, yes. streaming service here and that's why there was no intro because I I don't have the intro, um, but if this is as easy as I think it is, I'll put it up this evening so it'll go out tomorrow morning at the usual time. So people listening will hopefully uh, be able to tell that you know Mr. Glenn Abbott is is doing some work there with Wrestle Queendom Four. So, yeah, so from the show starts at 8 30 BST, which I think uh, is sounds five, made up, whatever that three, is, 3 30 <laughs> Eastern. And uh, so keep your eye on YouTube, Twitter Live, and all those places. I might pop up occasionally. All right. Who are you most excited to to see? Are there are there talents there that you've met before? Are there talents you're really excited to meet? Yes. Um, an old friend of mine, Rhea O'Reilly. We've not seen mm -hmm. each other for a long while. Um, we have to be careful, though. She's the major heel at the moment, so she can't be seen mixing and mingling with the Oipaloi. As it should but, be. Uh, Yes, yeah, no, she's very <laughs> she's very good on that one. But yep, and Jamie Hayter is back. She's she's been in she was injured at four years ago. She stayed she's 
and she's got herself back to full fitness now and she's appearing back on there and not seen her for a long long time uh there's lots of new girls because mm-hmm. the jamie, wwe had taken quite a lot and now jamie hater is she's part of aew correct she is but she's coming over especially for this excellent and um who else we got i'm just having a flick through is this uh, oh. are they doing some sort of Royal Rumble kind of gimmick on this show? They one? are. It's a thirty. It's a thirty-woman Royal Rumble wow. for the title. So Rhea's got her work cut out. Um, she's definitely got her work cut out. She's got her own little faction going, and um, there's a couple of members of that that might be interested in taking the title off of her. So there's a lot of in- intrigue and interest going on with that. Um, one of her. Oh, Jeremy will be um, familiar with is Jetta. We've seen oh, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've seen her on a piece of business. Uh, she's going to be there. And uh, Sky Smithson. She oh. like Rhea's bodyguard. And if you could imagine Shayna Baszler, but Mina. <laughs> yeah. Not playing, not playing video games and ruining the mystique for Jeremy by you know, yeah, no. video games online. No, that's right. she that's right. She'd be she'd be the one pulling the arms off of people in the video games. Nice, I like her already. I also see uh, Laura De Matteo, which is a name I've heard you two mention on the show before. Laura, yep, she's yeah, she's shown she's, up in NXT UK a couple of times. Yeah, um, another one, Jeremy. Um, Debbie Kaitel. Mm-hmm. She's she she's was the one with uh, was she, was she the one that she was, was we saw with Eva? Yes, yeah, she's okay. yeah part of the uh, woke queens. Yeah, she related she's to Harvey part. Keitel. I haven't got a clue. I'll ask her if I see it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't hear that at all. Ever. No. <laughs> no, no. Well, I am I am glad for you, my friend. I'm glad you're getting to go. I'm sorry that Che won't be able to join you. Uh, all yes, the so. best to Che. Hope everything's going well with him. But, um, you know, I hope it's a good evening for you. I hope you behave yourself, of course, and <laughs> don't get yourself into a huge okay. amount of trouble, but also have fun at the same time. Yeah. So how, how long has it been, Glenn? Well, this is the first live wrestling event you've been to since when? Uh, 2018. Wow. Well, all right. Then. And they. So yeah, it's been a while. In which can, case, can, in which can case, confirm. I can confirm they're still awesome. Uh, <laughs> nothing like case, being there live. I retract my my request to behave yourself. If it's been three years, you do whatever the heck you want, my friend. <laughs> yep. Don't go home till the lights go out. Just get your get your uh, inter- get your interviews with the girls done uh, before you start having too many. Fun. Yeah, I'm basically I'm not going home until the next morning um i've got a train book for like half past six in the morning so it'll probably finish there is an after show party that we're and that will probably finish when smackdown finishes so so Uh, you're not sleeping is what i'm hearing (laughs) no 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 on the train on the way home i'll be sleeping probably how long's the train ride uh, from London town to your neck of the woods? About an hour and twenty minutes. 
All right. Yeah. It's not too, too bad. Mm. Jeremy, did you notice I, I decided I collect baseball T-shirts and I, I decided to put on the, the Houston Astros one uh, just because I was like, that's close enough. That's close enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I noticed. I was going to say something. I noticed the very tip of the orange star there a little while mm -hmm. ago, and I was uh, very confused. I didn't I didn't realize you had an affinity for collecting baseball shirts. Uh, this was four ninety nine on MLB. <laughs> I understand com. entirely. And yes. So I bought this one and a dark gray one that I think has almost the exact same logo. But I was just like, you know what? Sure. So, all right. So Glenn I, is off. This this may be the last time any of us hear from Glenn. We'll have to send, no, no. We'll have to send Leslie Nielsen on the case to go find him like he's the Undertaker in 94. Uh, yeah. So, Jeremy, uh, you know, I, I listened to your show. And I, I, I want to say this on the air. I've said it to you personally, but now I get to look you in the eye when I say it. Uh, you are a darn good interviewer, sir. The, 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 the way in which you have from, you know, we're coming up on episode 50. Hopefully we will. Yeah. Do this, we will do this again with gonna... Doc Manson. I should mention Doc Manson is, uh, you know, the 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 campus life begins. He's working two jobs at two different universities and he is just a bit swamped with work. And so we knew this was coming. Uh, not enough to, you know, do some episodes ahead of time, but we just, you know, I, I can't guarantee what the next few weeks will will lead to with DDT wrestling because my job begins next week. So next week, who knows which one of us will be uh, able to record. But you know, uh, Doc mentioned that he was he was a little swamped, and I was like, you know what? He said he couldn't do it, and I was totally fine with it. I think he was a little surprised. He expected me to protest or something, but um, <laughs> but yes, no. And so the fact that you know your show is we're coming up on fifty episodes, but mm -hmm. I will just say the 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 audio quality, the quality of the conversations, the the in depth topics that you get into, uh it is an excellent listen and it is, it is one of the Thank staples you. of my podcast week. So I that, congratulations that is, to you too. It is very, very kind of you to say it's been a, uh, it's been a, a ride, a learning experience. I think we're getting better as we go along. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's great to hear. I, I appreciate the kind words about the show. You know, it's funny. We, we had started last year um, and uh, had to take a brief break due to the uh, category five hurricane that sat on top of my house. Oh yeah. Um, but after, you know, after, after a few weeks of, uh, you know, duct tape and everything back together, uh, we, we got back on it. Yes. We're approaching 50. And as we sit here and speak now, there is another storm churning and yearning <laughs> and heading in my direction. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. It looks like it's going to gently veer to the East which is good news for me. But once those suckers get in the Gulf, you just never know what's going to happen. So uh, hopefully we, we don't have any uh, interruptions in our normal schedule. We, we spent a few days being told, you know, there's a storm coming. It might hit us. There's a storm coming. It'll probably hit us. There's a storm coming. Dear God, it's going to hit us. Expect to be <laughs> power for weeks. And then it, you know, it grazed us like a very weak uh, European uppercut. It just sort of like, <laughs> and that was it. And, you know, we, we, we stockpiled all of this stuff in case we were out of power and we did, it, there wasn't even a flicker. 
So I hope I hope that is the case for you as well, because there's only so many times you can climb up a ladder and not dive off the darn thing. So. Uh, it is very tempting. Anytime I get up on one, I, I look around and I think how absolutely insane these professional wrestlers are. But that doesn't mean I don't want to try it. If somebody had laid out a table beneath me, I would absolutely go through it. You would. But, uh, you would. There's no. There's no table. So no. You would want to try. It. I I want to. You know. I think maybe if you took out those big crash mats that like they use for like pole vaulting, where it's mm-hmm. two or three feet deep. I'm like. Oh I yeah. Might. Now, granted, I'm afraid of heights, so I don't know how high I'd get. But I would I would consider, you know, climbing off a ladder and diving in that sense. But even that I'm like, knowing me, I, I'm not quite chip. Speaking of which, chip, please don't do the milk crate challenge. Please, <laughs> please. <gonna> die. Uh, <laughs> no, no, if there were if there were that thick of crash pads, I'd be the first one to jump off the roof. What would what would you do an elbow? Would you do the Randy Savage? Would you do? The uh, I, I would probably, back? I would probably do a forward flip and try to land with the flat back on the on the on the mats. Wow! Oh yeah, I'd go for it. Oh yeah, uh, Glenn, were you an aerial wrestler in your younger days? Was Ambar Abbott I, ever one who was doing springboards and planches and things? No, but I did take a few plunges off the top rope occasionally, um, and did train with one of those big mats to do that. Um, I, I think, I, again, I think I told you during uh, the uh, question marks, uh, as a child, I did leap off a garage roof onto the roof of an abandoned car. Uh, elbow dropped my, my friend yeah. who was prone on the car at the time. <laughs> I can see Glenn, if there was a crash pad in the ladder, Glenn's like, hold on, I'm going to try the shooting star press. I think I can do it. I think I, I can, can do, do it. it. <laughs> When I was a kid, yeah, definitely. Uh, that would have been. I would have said, "Yep, I can do that." <laughs> so when you when you took you you jumped off the top rope, Glenn, or you were were you thrown <laughs> off the top rope? I'm assuming um, he did the Ric Flair. He went on the uh, top rope and they grabbed him and slammed him down. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I was grabbed off the top rope and walked across the ring before I was slammed. Because we know we know somebody that was powerful enough to do that to me. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, you probably didn't even you probably didn't even have to help him uh, to get yourself no, up either. No, no, <laughs> just you up like a just small child with the audience. He's like, he was, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he would basically say, "Just stay as rigid as possible," and tuck <laughs> no when problem. I throw you. And tuck when I throw you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't want to get into the week of wrestling because that is that is the piece of business job. And I assume that on uh, Sunday morning or afternoon, uh, I assume that's what you'll get to. Although you might have to remind Glenn of who he is and where he lives after, <laughs> you know, Wrestle Queen. I got to learn how to record a podcast real quick. <laughs> it, this works pretty well, I will say. All right, this all is, right. So far, so good. Um, but I will say, that what is it the 30th so when is it starting raw i'm assuming yes i believe that starting on raw and ending on smackdown next week will be the draft and the three of us mm-hmm. we you know uh, the ddt draft existed for a while now it is the pob draft which was a wonderfully good time uh this year thank you very much for taking it over please feel free to keep it as long as you want uh, <sighs> moving don't send it back <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but um but you know because it is the three of us who who have spent so much time i you know making the draft just makes me think i don't necessarily know that we need to do a draft but i'm just saying jeremy and glenn i am putting you in charge of a brand you could be nxt uk it could be whichever you could change the name of the brand or whatever. I just want to know. My first question is uh, what is the first thing that you're going to do as general manager slash booker of your brand? Are you making a change? Are you keeping something the same? You know, if you got the chance to be in charge of a, of a brand or of a wrestling company, what might you be interested in doing? So you can flip a coin to decide who goes first or just talk amongst yourselves. Glenn, I've got, I've got, okay, I'm going first. Okay. I've got two things. I'll give you one of them right now. And and, uh, if I, if I get a chance to do my second, we'll see if Glenn takes my second one or not, but immediately out of the gate, no doubt about it. I would have a, a person with a microphone that is doing the interviewing of the wrestlers. No more wrestlers coming out to the ring with their own microphone or stand on the stage without someone there, leading them with questions, guiding them to where they need to go. Uh, that would be the immediate first change. Bring back a, a, a proper stick man, if you will, um, for my wrestling promotion. Uh, fo- Follow-up question. You can say, who, who are you putting? Is there somebody that exists right now, either in WWE or elsewhere, that you think would be a good person to do that job? Because we've seen, you know, Renee Young did it for a while. There are now any number of female interviewers whose names I've never learned um, <laughs> who, who, you know, will do the backstage stuff. But, you know, the days of Mean Gene Oakland coming out four or five times a night are pretty much over. Do you, do you have an idea of who that person might be or are you going to try to you know groom someone top of my head dc i cannot think of a name um uh you 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 bring up the uh the women that wwe uses they are i i agree with you i don't know their names i don't know who they are um uh i don't know maybe one of them but uh, it's hard to say um don't have don't have a name that comes to mind Immediately, I think Shivani, you know, Shivani does it on AEW. Sure. I think he can still do it. Um, but just the way that AEW does its business so many times, uh, he gets a half a question out before somebody's interrupting the interview. Um, so he doesn't really get to do that job, you know, in the way that he did, you know, in, in 1985, you know. Um, so uh, Shivani may be at the top of the list if I had to pick a, a current person. Mm-hmm. You know who I'd have? Who's that? Somebody that's being totally underutilized at the moment, Drake Maverick. Oh, that's perfect. You can't have somebody that's bigger than the rest of the wrestlers. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. I I, I hear tell, because now we have NXT spoilers, uh, I hear tell he's doing some commentary. Mm. He's very good at it, and he's very good at interviewing as well. I've listened to him on lots of podcasts, being interviewed and doing interviews. He's wonderful at it. It looked really good in the sort of the, the probably the brain type jacket. 
I was going to say, it would give him free reign to go crazy with the outfits. The outfits. Um, it's a great pull. As a stick man, he would do yeah. a very good job. And occasionally, when the story dictates, it still take a bump. Yep. You know, the, the first person that came to mind for me was The Miz, but that would be something he'd have to do <clears throat> after the in-ring career is over. Mm. You know, I like when he hosts... Um, what is it, Ms. TV and things, but you know, usually that's in in fulfillment of a storyline or pushing something forward. He'd have to remove himself from the equation, which would be a, which would be a thing. All right, Glenn, what's the first thing you're doing? I bring you back tag team wrestling. Tag, tag team tag wrestling team is wrestling. the best wrestling. It is proper tag team wrestling. Proper tag teams matching outfits. Mm-hmm. Proper tag names, ropes. tag ropes. <laughs> I, I hear there's a tag team in NXT UK. The name escapes me, but I, I hear there's a tag team over there that's that's pretty good. Yes, and they're deadly. deadly too. And they're deadly. <laughs> and Did they're you go back and watch that match, DC? Did you watch the Pretty Deadly and Mustache Mountain match? I, I will say no at this moment. I have not, but I really enjoyed Mustache Mountain versus Symbiosis from very good. Yeah, ago, yeah. And I'm sure this one's going to be better. So at some point, mm. I w- I watched Guilty as Charged 2001 today because I used my. Time That's a watching. choice. That's a choice. Um, and so you know, but yes, at some point I will be be catching up on NXT UK. I was going to catch up on NXT, but now the takeovers happened. I'm like, I probably don't need to do that anymore. So but definitely go back and watch that uh, pretty deadly and mustache mountain match. If, if only to see the finish, it is a great and beautiful <sighs> old school finish. All right. Uh, so besides pretty deadly Glenn, cause I, yeah. I, I like follow-ups for these. Uh, I, I'm, I hear what you're saying. I hear your pitch and I go, okay, you can take or make three teams. I'm assuming pretty deadly is one of them. Who else do you want to help build this tag team roster of yours? Usos and probably New Day. Fair the enough. Two, the two, yeah, the, the, the two established and don't get totally under you to, like, Obviously, Usos are being used in a very good storyline at the moment. Yeah. But with the way that WWE are treating tag team wrestling, mm-hmm. apart from in NXT UK, they're being totally underutilized. Yeah. So it's it's interesting that those two are perhaps yeah. two of the best tag teams ever. Yeah. And they are part of an era now in which tag team wrestling, I don't even know if you can call it an afterthought. Mm. No, it's it's worse than that now. It's, yeah, it's so it, it's we need we need to get four people out there. Let's have a tag match. Yeah, uh, and it's, as a gift to you, I will give you uh, the grizzled young veterans. Thank you. <laughs> I would I, say the grizzled young veterans every single day. I think you know. I'd like to believe that somewhere in the back in the WWE brain trust. They have a wall or a notebook that has what they are expecting the WrestleMania matches to be. Mm-hmm. And so they are actually actively working to get there. And I think we're, I have to believe that because whatever story they're telling with Big E and Roman Reigns, they're giving us little breadcrumbs of it. Every couple of weeks, we get another little hint that it's coming. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but that would be my first thing is, all right, what do we want our biggest show to be? And how are we going to get from wherever we are to whenever that is? Because I'd like to believe that's what they're doing. But then I watch the product. And while I enjoy it, uh, it doesn't always make me feel like they are, you know, very clear in terms of what their storytelling is. Would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I mean, but, you know, to their credit, even if they're not very clear all the times, or all the time, they are really slow burning this Roman and Uso situation. I mean, they, you know, that, that is unusual for them lately. Usually they tend to wrap things up uh, uh, pretty quickly. Um, you know, like, you know, how long did Baron Corbin have the briefcase? Two weeks? One week? Yeah. I think, feel like I, mean, was- I, I think they could have stretched that out longer. Now, sure. all credit to Mr. Corbin and his, um, sashaying around las vegas like the king of the goddamn world you know that is is wonderful stuff um but they could have stretched out the briefcase thing the point is i think they wrap things up too quickly um but they've really slow burned the roman and uso stuff so um i like it (laughs) i guess that's a short long way to say they're doing good shit with them and, and I know that, you know, Eddie McCabe has said that the storyline person to beat Roman Reigns is Jey Uso. And yes, there is a story in which that happens. I can't, in any reality that I can imagine, anticipate that that's where they're headed. No. You know, I'm sure they have a phone call out to Mr. Dwayne Johnson being like, do you want to work WrestleMania? Like how many trucks of money do we need to back up <laughs> at your door yeah. uh, to do it? Um, you know, Biggie would be a great choice, but that could have, I was convinced he was going to cash in at SummerSlam. Um, then we got Viking Lesnar, which I'm willing to accept <laughs> as a substitute. Babyface Lesnar is awesome. I, he looks you may have been the ones to mention I, either you mentioned it or the new age insiders mentioned it. He looked happy. He looked like he was enjoying himself out yeah. there. And, and it, Brock Lesnar is the same thing as Randy Orton. When they are invested and enjoying themselves, there are very few things I like more mm. when he doesn't want to be there. I, I don't care for it, but. All right, uh, we're going around again. Did your second thing get mentioned? Oh yeah, did no, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't come up with my second one. My second one thing I'm doing immediately if I'm in charge uh, of a roster and a company is we are bringing back squash matches. We are running out local talent, mm-hmm. you know, to, to to get slung into the ropes and and one belly to back suplex, Magnum TA one two three. It's over. Um, bring back the squash matches. That's how you get people over. Um, and you know, after their squash match, then they walk over to Tony Schiavone and do their interview. So basically, what I'm looking for is Georgia Championship Wrestling from 1984. <laughs> um, that's what I'm looking for. We're turning back the clock, but uh, that was over. That made money. Uh, I think that you know, getting yourself over in a squash, um, there's still value in that, and I think a lot of guys would benefit if there were more of that. If Wardlow had squashed people for like eight weeks in a row. You know, he's a much more believable monster, you know, Um, Uh, that's what I would do. I am reminded immediately of the Ascension in NXT. Yeah, Mm. they they destroyed 
everybody. And, you know, they had so many weeks of doing it felt like local talent or when Ricardo Rodriguez would wear, you know, a mask and he'd be El Gringo Local or whatever it was. <laughs> um, and then they get, you know, they have this huge run and then they get to the WWE and they're put in with actual talents and it just doesn't work. Yeah. So, nah. yeah, yeah. I think that's bring back the squashes. Glenn, you got a second it's- one? Mm. Well, I think we're in agreement on this with Jeremy. Is the one thing that NXT UK do really well is give losers a purpose. Mm-hmm. You don't just lose a match and that's the end of it in NXT UK. And that adds so much to the story. So give people stories to work with rather than you know just the winner. But yeah. what happens to the loser? Ilya's story, abs- what they've done with Ilya Dragunov has been absolutely perfect up until the French kiss moment of last weekend. Mm-hmm. I'll be very interested to see. I don't know if we'll get numbers, but I'll be very interested to see if that Walter Ilya match will bring people to watching NXT UK. I hope so, because it is a great hour of wrestling. Mm-hmm. partially because it's great and partially because it's an hour. Um, did you see but, today on, did you see today on Twitter where a lot of the NXT UK talent were basically tweeting out the same message about how, um, yeah. uh, you know, pl- plug in the, the, the big match for tonight or plugging the beginning of Ilya's reign. A lot of the NXT talent were obviously directed by the uh, social media manager there to all do that this afternoon. So, yeah, you're right, DC. I would be interested to see if there was a way to know the, the viewership on it uh, this week following this weekend. I hope so, because I haven't seen this week's today's episode, but I have to imagine that Rampage and Joe Coffey was probably not as brutal as Walter and Ilya was, but probably close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rampage and Joe Coffey seem to do more uh, wrestling moves than Walter and Ilya. You know, so it'll be a slightly different sort of match, but you know the fact that it's got to be knockout or submission to determine a winner. I mean, that's uh, that's good stuff. And you know, they've had a they've had a series of matches, and every one of them has been really good. So they're they're culminating with this stipulation. I haven't seen it yet either, but uh, looking forward to it. And we get Joseph Connors in a cage, Glenn. Yes, uh, I have seen it, so no spoilers. For oh, me. no spoilers, no spoilers. But. So I will say it is a bloody good hoss fight. Nice. Excellent. I'm glad to hear it. Um, you know, I, my, my second thing, I suppose, doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm making this as a general rule here and just in terms of a, a wrestling fix. There are too many titles. I know we've all said it. Mm-hmm. The yeah. fact that there are two women's tag team titles and not now granted, I want a women's mid card title, but the fact that there are two women's mid card titles or two tag team titles rather is a little ridiculous. The fact that there are two champions and then two mid card champions and then two tag team champions is a little ridiculous. Have Roman Reigns be the universal champion. He can show up on raw if he wants to, Uh, you know, now, granted, I was going to m- mention Heyman, but we don't know what's going on with Heyman. You speak about guys who might be in cages pretty soon. 
Heyman on a pole match. Heyman on a pole. Yep. I feel like we did that. I feel like there's like a show I watched in which I don't know if it was CM Punk versus Ryback or something like that. And if Punk won, you got five minutes with Heyman. I don't. I seem to recall something mm-hmm. like that in my WWE network. Actually. It's it's easy to get uh, Paul Heyman and Judy Bagwell confused. <laughs> wow, that's the meanest Ooh. thing anyone has ever said about Paul. I mean, you know, if if you just saw their shadows in a room, you wouldn't know. Wow. All Ouch. Right. So, uh, yeah, you know, I just i I hope the draft is good. I hope they move some people. I think Drew McIntyre could use a new location. Mm. I think you know, uh, maybe not Bianca Belair at this point, but there are certainly people who. I think could benefit from a new group. You know, I, I heard, I saw some rumor that edge might move to raw. I think that's a great idea. He's wrestled Roman. He's wrestled Rollins. Let mm-hmm. him wrestle Lashley. Let him wrestle AJ styles, which to me would be my WrestleMania match, by the way, I think edge versus AJ what? would be great. AJ Hold and on. edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I had an idea. I have I'm one of my many notebooks. You know, I started writing down what I thought. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, he's showing us the notebook. He's I've showing us the notebook. I've got four of them. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, you know, I started writing down what I would do for Mania. And then I was going to do some podcasting in which I tried to figure out how to get from there, from here to there. And, you know, it's hard to figure out what, you know, 10 or 11 matches would be. You know, I can figure out Roman versus Big E would be great. I would love to see Owens win the Royal Rumble and somehow manage to wrestle Brock Lesnar. But, you know, once you get past that, it's like, what the heck are you doing now? But it, um, but it's got it's got to be Roman and Rock, though. It's got that's the match. That's that's mm-hmm. the biggest money match in the history of professional wrestling. That is the way WWE counters all of these moves that AEW is doing. You know, they've got Punk. Punk teased last night on Dynamite that Daniel Bryan was coming. Um, Maybe they get Bray Wyatt. Maybe they get Adam Cole. All they have to do is say, hey, The Rock's going to be at WrestleMania. And it's okay. Done. That's it. You you have fun with all your toys there, AEW. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and that's not that's not bad mouthing the the toys, as you say, in AEW. But I mean, you know, The Rock is on just another level. And uh yeah, that's the biggest money match in history. And don't you see that everybody's main criticism of WWE is they don't use the talent properly. And AEW are going the same way. There's only so much that can be done with their their locker rooms getting pretty crowded. And, you know, I know they say that AEW Dark is their chance to make sure that talents are getting used, but... How many times can you wrestle a four-minute match on YouTube before it's like this is not entertaining anymore? That's right. Yeah, yeah. They're they're running out of they're running out of spots because you know maybe uh, like I said you know maybe Adam Cole shows up. I don't believe it yet, but who knows? Uh, Maybe Bray Wyatt does. I'm assuming Ruby Riot or Ruby Soho is going to show up, which actually works because their women's division is fairly thin mm, yeah so ruby going in immediately they could sense. do they could definitely do with some women's star <clears throat> power in there but yep. yeah i was uh, reading the card for all out and i was like andre andrade versus Pac, and i was like Pac, 
Oh my God, Neville. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this is the thing. How far down the card has he been pushed now? He's he's he was, gonna be at the pay-per-view. I was surprised. I was like, I don't was, remember him being in any stories that I've heard about. Granted, I don't watch, but still. And he was right up when they first six months ago, he was right up there as one of the top talents in the company. And now he's lurking around in the bottom to middle to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, on paper, you know, on paper. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I was going to say on paper, Andrade and Pac. I mean, that, on paper, I like it. I just don't know what the story is. How are they getting there? Mm. Does it matter? <laughs> well, considering it's what next week, not this coming weekend, but weekend yeah, after, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how they're getting there. Yeah, and that's well, I mean, you know, you think about a guy like Andrade who, you know, could have gone over in a different world and immediately contended for their major title, and it's like you've got Moxley, you've got Punk, you've got uh, Christian, who's now the Impact Champion. I'm like, is at some point are they just going to be absorbed into one? You know, they're they're separate companies by name only, and so yeah, it's I don't know how you do it. Good luck to them. Maybe that's why Cody Rhodes left. Be like, look, let me take myself out of the equation. And well, hopefully. Brandy Rhodes wanted that reality show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I would say that we could go to our emails, which is a weekly thing we do here on, on DDT. But with the exception of Chase, the only other emails are from the two of you. <laughs> and it would be a yeah. little odd. For you to, to answer your own oh, yeah. well, I I could ask. I remember my question. I could ask my question to you guys. I, I remember. It. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. Don't don't get me wrong. I am happy to do our emails. I'm sure Doc and I've, and I've answered my question. Uh, so that's you two. Well, podcast <laughs> at ddtwrestling.com. Let's go to Chase because at least his will be yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the title is Education Rewards. Oh, I can't wait to get your insight on that. Uh, <laughs> evening, gents. As you're both educators, are either of you educators? No. Uh, yeah, no. I'll educate you on how to put up siding, I suppose. As you're both educators, what is your favorite part of your respective curriculums to teach? Uh, all right. Well, uh, let me let me amend this. Che won't mind. Uh, favorite part of your job. You can be as vague as you want. I don't need you revealing any secrets as to what it is you do. I'm sure you both have. Glenn, Glenn, you lead us off. What is your favorite part of your job there, Glenn? Uh, unbelievably, the paperwork. Okay. I actually enjoy saving the company money. Fair enough. That's well, right. Nice. Part of my job is, is what they call a code checker because you have your dates on your produce mm -hmm. and I have to make sure that nothing goes out a day or if it's going out a day, it gets reduced. And so I hope there's a lot of paperwork involved in that, but I enjoy doing that bit. I don't enjoy the lugging around so much, but I think, I think you but... should be, you should be moving into more of a desk job then clearly. Just, no. Would you sit and push <laughs> papers around all day? Oh, no, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I try, I've tried that in the past. I just couldn't. Do it. it drove me mad. I I lasted three months in an office. And that was the end of that. And that was the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. I like the. I like interacting with people too much. 
Fair enough. Say it, say. Jeremy, you got an answer? Or do you want to keep this mystery? Um, break, I, I would the break room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> leaving, going home, um, probably the best part. Uh, now, well, without you know, without uh, 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 giving away too much, let's just say I enjoy the uh, the the delegation of tasks. I enjoy assigning things for people to do, seeing what comes back, maybe compiling it, maybe asking for changes and edits and fixes, but the, uh, the, the, the delegation of tasks and seeing what comes back. All right. And you going send, home. You can send in your uh, guesses as to what Jeremy does for a job. Again, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Uh, my favorite part of the curriculum, well, interestingly enough there, Che, uh, we are getting, after asking for a decade, uh, we are getting an actual social-emotional curriculum this year. And I am already I was part of the group that kind of looked around to see which ones were available. And I've, I've looked at some of those and I'm very excited for that to the point where I might not do anything else for like the first month. Is, is it is. Let me ask you this, D.C., the 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 name of said social and emotional curriculum. Is it called Sweet 360? No. OK, never mind. No. <laughs> um. But uh, but yeah, being able to do that, like last year as part of a, you know, we were piloting, I, I taught two or three weeks of empathy and that was <laughs> remarkable <laughs> just to be able to teach yeah. that. And I understand that seems like a silly thing, but it worked. No, 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 no. You can do that. No, no, no. That doesn't surprise I'm, I'm imagining Doc Manson teaching empathy. Empathy. <laughs> That's why he works in. What would that sound like, DC? What would Doc Manson sound like teaching empathy? (laughs) Very good. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Doc. (laughs) Um, Secondly, the most rewarding aspect of your job, once again, going around, the most rewarding aspect of your job, is it saving the company money, Glenn? No. It's in about an hour and 20 minutes time. Payday. Fair enough. (laughs) Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. What's your, what's your, what's Uh, the most rewarding part of delegating tasks? (laughs) I would, I I would, yeah. Um, The the most rewarding part of my job is I think um, seeing when somebody really does grasp something Hmm. and that they can apply what they've grasped to better themselves. Having having been a trainer in the past for another company that I work for, I can understand that because when you see the light bulb goes off, it's light so bulb good. moments are good moments. Yeah, yeah, I I've got it. Jeremy works for Full Sail. He drives over <laughs> from Louisiana to Florida, and you don't see him on like the Breaking Ground TV show. He's he's just off camera delegating tasks. All right, Regal, you're going to teach this. Robbie Brookside, you're going to go teach that. Albert, whatever. Somebody's got to do it, Glenn. I mean, <laughs> yeah. DC, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I will chime in because that's that is also you know seeing somebody do something that they could not do that morning when they mm. walked in is pretty nice. And uh, only I, you know, only having to work less than half the days of the uh, calendar year is also quite nice. Uh, fine. Good work if you can get it. Uh-huh. Finally, if you could change anything about your respective jobs, 
in this case, the question is education setup, but I will say anything about your respective jobs, what would it be? What are you changing? With me, it's the attitude of people where you're only a shop worker. Fair enough. Do you get do you get uh, um, a negative a vibe from people, Glenn? Definitely. People think because you work in a, in a, in my case a very big supermarket that you're their servant. And we're just there to do a job like everybody else. Interestingly enough, you get that as an educator. Mm, yeah. You're right. here, you're here to oh, do a, you're right. here to do a service for me. And I was like, no, I'm here to do a service <laughs> for the kid. I don't yeah. have to do shit for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they basically look on you as the child minder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My very well paid babysitter. We say that. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, what about you? Uh, thing I would change if I could change anything, it would be a uh, I would be allowed to wear t shirt and shorts to be comfortable mm-hmm. to not feel like I am uh clothed in some almost full body monkey suit. Are you, are you, a, are you a shirt and tie man? I'm not a shirt and tie man. Uh, I have been a shirt and tie man briefly, but decided that that uh, I could get away without that. Uh, I do not like the white man's chain around my neck, DC. Do you think you would be allowed mm-hmm. to wear an Imperium Windbreaker outfit? Uh, you no. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it for maybe, maybe the to- maybe the top, you know, but sure. uh, but maybe not the full outfit. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I would I would uh, press that issue on Casual Friday, perhaps. Uh, if I could change anything. Um, I, there would be more trust that we know what we're doing, we classroom teachers, and we actually, you know, we're not trying to get out of doing things. We're actually trying to do mm-hmm. things the best way that there is. So leave me alone. That would. Be- and, and I would imagine, I would imagine, DC, that you know, you have a plan in the morning, you know, at eight o'clock, and at eight o one. 1,000 different variables have changed your plan. Which is why over the last few years, I've stopped making plans. Good man. <laughs> I, have, I have a general <laughs> sense of what we're doing, and I, I willingly allow circumstance to, to change that plan. Call it in the from, ring. I went, yeah. from, I went from typing it up every day. I had a template, and I would go print it to now my handy-dandy multicolored index cards. This is my lesson plan. And new teachers will come in and go, how do you know how to teach for seven hours off of that? And I was like, experience. It's not your first rodeo. Uh, Hope you're all well and look forward to the upcoming DDT POB crossover for episode 50. All the best Che sent from my galaxy. Well, Che, luckily for you, uh, you got a little early. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure uh, Glenn will buy you an, an Eve t-shirt or something so you can be at least part of the experience uh, somebody wrote one time in Mexico do you want to ask the question Jeremy <laughs> I'll, I'll, ask the, I'll ask the question or unless you want to read it I don't, you've got it no, right there ahead. I can't remember it word for word saw this question on twitter.com a few days ago thank you for writing the dot in all just making sure y'all are aware of where i saw it yeah and i thought it was a good one using your current hometown as the center 
Where is the furthest place north, south, east, and west you've ever visited? Surely at least one of those visits involves a story filled with shenanigans. Names of persons, but not locations, may be changed to protect the innocent, not so innocent, avoid deportation, dodge outstanding warrants, and keep from the birds knowing. Hold on. <laughs> They're out there. They're out there. <laughs> They're out there. I think I saw one peek around the corner. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm assuming this could be in the world, right? Not just in our Sure, sure. Just from your location where you live, the yeah. furthest place, each of the four cardinal directions. Well, now I got to look up. You know, I've been to Europe, but I don't know if that's more north than... That's uh, that's east. Glenn, what's the furthest? Oh, I suppose that is true. Okay, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yes, from here. I from see. where you are. Glenn, where's the furthest north you've been? Have you been to the North Pole? Not quite. Um, Norway is the closest. What's that like? Uh, cold. It was cold. Did you and drink out of a did you drink out of a large antelope horn or something? No. <laughs> How many Viking women did you bed, Glenn? None whatsoever. I was only there for a day. Uh, but uh, uh, it was a, it's it is weird where the light doesn't change all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just Bland the whole time. Uh, it's no one, and uh, it's no one the Scandinavian countries are, are like at the top of the suicide rates of the whole world. It's, I can't imagine what it's like when it's just dark. Mm, oh, it's just it must be absolutely miserable. Uh, I north from here uh, would be, I think, Quebec City is the furthest north that I have been. How's your French? I uh, it was better when i was there than you know as as gq Uh will constantly point out that's one of the whole reasons we became friends was me trying to get him to shut the hell up in a french club meeting so (laughs) um but yeah so we went a couple of times in high school in the chateau de frontenac which is this lovely big hotel we got to stay at and it was it was nice what about you what's the furthest north you've been for me, uh, I have been as far north as uh, Michigan. All right. That's well, it's a pretty there. long way from where I'm at. Mm, yeah. <laughs> what, what about New England? How, many, how, many, how often are you in New England? Have you ever been to New England? I have never in my life been to New England. Well, I'm sure to, it's lovely. We need to fix that at some point. Yes, we do need to fix that. And I'm going to need to get Glenn over here to New England. Mm. So... All right. Uh, what about South? Glenn, the furthest South you have been? Um, that's hard to say. There's been a lot of places in the Indian Ocean. So In the ocean? In, in Indian Ocean. Yeah, but in, yeah, in the Indian Ocean? In, in the Indian Ocean, yes. Like on a wow. submarine or? No, no, no islands. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I've never fancied places like Australia or anywhere like that, so that far south. Um, got too many things that can eat you, bite you, and kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, not that keen on that. So yeah, I would say somewhere like Tenerife or the Canaries or somewhere like that is probably as far south as I've gone. He's been to Norway and he's been to... 
when are you writing the book? <laughs> Seriously. I wish I, yeah. I, I wish I actually had a story that it had a nearly a full manuscript and it wasn't about my private it wasn't about my my personal life. It was about somebody else's just story fictional story based around somebody else's life. And I just gave up on it. <laughs> so and that's my problem is I haven't got the patience to sit the, down the, and write yeah, for hours. The, the, and... The, Jeremy, you the, clearly the need to be the ghostwriter for this. Yeah, the <laughs> screenplay on Glenn's is coming along. You know, at this well, point, I'm in the I'm at the part where he and uh, Adrian Street lift a double decker bus full of orphans, save <laughs> the orphans, but the police are after them, so they had to run off after they were done. It's a whole thing, which explained how they they hid they hid out for a while in the Canary Islands. Absolutely, it all makes <laughs> sense. Uh, south for you, DC. I'm trying to think. Um, it would probably be Orlando. I've mm. I've been to Disney <laughs> twice. I don't think I haven't been anywhere further south than that, unless, of course, the Dallas Fort Worth airport is technically further south than orlando it is I, not okay because I, <laughs> I have been i had a layover there for like two hours one time on mm. the way to california um but yeah what about you uh, uh in mexico um i think they're they're pretty parallel uh, that's the uh that's the latitude line right the the yep. east west line i believe they're roughly mm. on the same latitude for a few years my parents lived in Tampico, Mexico. Um, so I went down there a few times and it is not, uh, it is not tourist Mexico. Um, <laughs> you know, when I was in, when, when I was in Tampico, it was maybe, uh, I was maybe one of 10 uh, English speaking um, white skinned people. Um, no, not there's anything wrong with that. Um, but it, it is not the Cancun party kind of side of Mexico that, that people go to when, uh, uh, when they want to get away. So Tampico, Mexico, uh, but parallel to that is uh, Playa del Carmen, also in Mexico, over on the Yucatan side. Now, that is very touristy. That is very uh, Cancun-like, and uh, spent some time uh, spent some time at a resort there. But it's the, the Tampico, one of the Tampico trips that, that involve a lot of goats and a man with a machine gun and breaking the toilet on a Mexican bus. Um, but that's a story for another time. Well, all right, then. Uh, <laughs> furthest east. I have to look at a map, so somebody else go. <laughs> east, 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 yeah. Where did you go, Glenn? East Germany. East Germany. Now, where is that? Um, well, it's part of, now part of just. Germany, but I'm feeding you, Glenn. You're supposed to say it's right next to West Germany. <laughs> I was trying to avoid saying that. <laughs> I'm easy to work oh, with, just, but East yeah, Germany. Yeah, 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 now that now yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. one Germany. Yeah, but it gets it gets very close to Russia and. But you yeah, were you in East there. were you in East Germany when the wall still stood? I was. Wow. Yes. Um, did I lived. I, did you pee on the wall? No, <laughs> no. We were take we a piece be, of it. We had to be very well behaved. Oh, because uh, 
unfortunately, you stood two chances of being shot, one by the Russians and the East Germans and the other by the Americans. It was a toss We like our guns. <laughs> go ahead, go. We, mate and I, we, we, uh, we were staying in a place where we were, doing, where we were skiing. Um, we had an American GI there, and he was one of these border patrollers, and he was boasting about how they used to shoot de- shoot the legs out of the, the guard towers of the East Germans. Wow. Yeah, how it, how it never ended up in a full blown war, I never know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I lived a while in in Hamburg, and somebody just decided one day, should we have a jaunt and go to East Germany just to say we've been? Hell yeah! So we, so we all climbed in a bus, got our passports ready, and behaved very nicely as we went through, and lots of people with big guns. You both have stories that involve people with guns. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I don't. I, I have not lived the same lives that you have lived because I don't believe any of my international travels have involved anyone with guns. Mounties. You're yeah, just going I'm, to the wrong places. There's not that. They don't do that in as, Quebec. I but you know. <laughs> as we're on DDT, I'll tell a story that I didn't tell on question marks. Go for um, it. My friend, Peter. He's blind. Um, we used to go on holiday a lot of places together. Um, one year we were we were rolled out of a bar in Grand Canaria in the Canary Islands at four o'clock in the morning. And the way we used to guide him, I used to guide him about instead of holding arms and make, looking a bit suspicious, is he'd have his white stick and I'd hold one end of it and he'd hold the other end. So. I'd, Effectively became his guide dog or seeing eye dog, if you call them. <laughs> and we're staggering up the road like this. And suddenly I've stopped and he's gone, why have you stopped? And I said, I've got a gun in my face. <laughs> and there was a local gendarmerie there with a, <laughs> a pistol in my face, questioning what we were doing at that time in the morning, acting very suspiciously, carrying a stick between us. For, for the people that don't know your language, Glenn, what is a gendarmerie? Uh, police. Oh. He's related to Rob Van Damery and oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the local police. Um, uh, uh, my mate is yelling at him, El Blindo, El Blindo. Uh, then he worked out that we were English, sort of shrugged his shoulders, put his gun away, and walked away. <laughs> you handled that very well. If you can't start, if you can't potentially start an international incident, have you really traveled? (laughs) Maybe that was why GQ got himself locked in the bathroom that one time. That's that's about the extent (laughs) of the international incident. Yeah, furthest east. uh, Having looked at a map, uh, Amsterdam was the furthest east that I have been. What what did you do in Amsterdam? Did you go to the uh, any of the uh, uh, poppy? Is that what they have there? Poppy field? No, it's tulips, right? Tulips. tulips. Did you see? Did you see the tulips fields? We did see the tulips. We did. We did okay. Amsterdam. It was right after high school. We did Amsterdam and Belgium, Ooh. and then France. And so that was a time to do Amsterdam. Ooh. We were in. We were in Amsterdam. They were selling marijuana at the McDonald's. We yeah, did not partake, but you could get it there. Which I was like, that is genius. <laughs> Let me get some of this. Wait ten minutes, and I'm going to buy all of the rest of the stuff. So, 
What about you? For the uh, East for me would be uh, St. Simons Island, Georgia, which is uh, just off the coast, uh, off of Savannah, Georgia. Um, mm. Been a little, spent a little time out there on a little um, uh, vacation, checking out the Atlantic Ocean and, and whatnot. Uh, so no, I've never crossed the Atlantic Ocean, but I, I have seen say. it. So you've been mm-hmm. to Mexico, but not Europe. Correct. All right. I've driven to Mexico. It's just right over there. It's close. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Furthest west would be California. So that would be Mm -hmm. my furthest west. Yeah, same for me. I I spent a little time in San Francisco. I have have not gone further than that. Yep. All right, Glenn. Furthest west. I'm just waiting for it. Florida. Florida. All right. Fair enough. What were you waiting for, DC? I... (laughs) You know, I, he he ran the uh, I did a rod. He was an oh, right. he, he was a dog sled. <laughs> you know, much. <laughs> didn't tell he built too hard. Yeah. No, no, Florida. What'd you do? Just, oh, I remember you. You said you played golf in Florida. Is that right? Did, yeah, yeah. As a, as a young lad, I played golf in Florida. Oh yeah, we okay. were there for a few days. Yep, I remember that. If you have not listened to Glenn's episodes plural of question marks do yourself a favor uh no nobody else i'm guessing that i'm listening to this has put folding chairs into the car of a wrestler so you owe it to yourself (laughs) no the story is he he and jimmy havoc stole patio furniture from one of their grandmothers that's the story (laughs) (laughs) well i didn't quite steal it she got it back Uh, All right, borrowed. Excellent question, Jeremy. And I'm glad you were here to be part of it. Uh, Which brings us to to Glenn's question. Hi, guys. As you may have noticed, my sartorial style on Saturday, DC did post a picture in the bestie chat. My choice of headwear being a very summery looking Panama hat leads to my question. DC's head size notwithstanding, thank you. If you had a choice of a perfectly fitting hat, which (laughs) type would it be? Ooh. Ooh. I'll go with the, you know, I I don't have one within reach right now, but the, uh, you know, the newsboy cap, as they call them, or the messenger cap sort mm-hmm. of thing. That's, that is my, that is my go-to. I feel like if I were to go home to my native land of Ireland, I would fit right in. That's not a bad choice. Not no. a bad choice. I, I think, I think for me, I, I, I'm not much of a baseball hat wearer. Maybe if I'm going fishing or something, I'll throw on a, ratty old cap but uh if i wanted a nice uh perfectly fitted hat it would definitely be a cowboy hat you know they can you mm-hmm. can go up to fort worth and you can spend hundreds up to thousands of dollars for a perfectly tailored cowboy hat exactly to to your you know features and body size and face type and all of that uh definitely would go with the a very very expensive cowboy hat I've, I've seen some of the tools that they use to get all of the like different intricacies of your mm-hmm. head. It looks like something they would have in the tower of London to try to get you to confess <laughs> to a horrible crime. But Glenn, when's the last time you've been tortured in the tower of London? <laughs> Is there a that, special... that, that would have been a school. Is there a special oh. pop, bob, pop job club called the tower of London over there? <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you show up Sunday at six, yeah. <laughs> door. Yeah. Uh, would would the Panama hat be your your hat of choice there? there yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like my Panama. 
you you looked absolutely ready for a cruise, you know, mm-hmm. down to South America. You looked absolutely <laughs> ready. Mm-hmm. So, uh, gentlemen. I don't know if you know, but here on DDT Wrestling, after we do uh, the emails, the only thing left to do is the piece of positivity. Jeremy is making the exact same face that Doc makes every week. (laughs) After 285 episodes, uh, he still doesn't remember that we do this. So all I'll ask from you two is something, I think I know Glenn's already, but something that has either happened recently or is happening in the near future uh, that you are excited about. Glenn, why Glenn, don't you go first? Glenn, you go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's two. One that happened last week and one that's happening this week. All right. What happened last week? Ilya Dragunov and Walter. I was frightened that they weren't going to bring it to the same level that they did in their first encounter because there were so many eye, more eyes on them, but sure. they surpassed themselves. Mm-hmm. It was... The perfect way to advertise NXT UK. On Monday morning, when Ilya Dragunov opened his eyes, Mm -hmm. how long did it take for him to stop screaming, do you think? (laughs) Because, like, you look at his chest and I'm like, man, I haven't had a blueberry pie in a long time. (laughs) Oh, you see see the cut above his eye as well. I, I, to my shame, after staying up till midnight to watch SummerSlam, I started dozing during it. But the next day, I watched it and I was just like, I spent the entire time just kind of like half covering (laughs) your face, peeking through your fingers, because it was just like, stop, just stop. (laughs) Dead already. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and, And I never in a million years, I don't know what, you know, I don't know if anyone predicted a tap out victory for Mr. Dragunov but I never saw that coming so when it happened I I left my seat I was just shocked well you remember what was it a few years ago in a Royal Rumble uh, Daniel Bryan was in it for a long time and he got his chest all turned into raw meat uh, during that Royal Rumble and uh, Ilya's was worse than that yeah Mm, yeah, brutal. I've, oh. I've seen, you know, Sheamus. They put pictures every time Sheamus has welts on his body from various matches. This might have been the most brutal thing I've ever seen. Mm. Um, this is back yeah. and front. It wasn't just his chest this time, it was his back as well. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Glenn, what in the world is happening this week that you're excited about? I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off to Eve tomorrow. <laughs> I can't wait. I look forward to my first live wrestling in three years. Yeah. I'm very excited for you, my friend, because that's uh, it's it's good to be back. I will be very excited Sunday morning. I will make sure to de- you to listen to Piece of Business as soon as it's out because I'll want to hear all about you know or Monday if if you need to take a day. No one would blame you, <laughs> uh, Jeremy. A piece of positivity. Uh, I, I was going to go with you know, Glenn and his uh, trip to see wrestling tomorrow, but I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to go with um, in a couple of weeks, not this Friday, but next Friday, I think, um, is the first. Uh, that's when the high school football season starts. And mm-hmm. this is American football, Glenn. So uh, we'll yeah. try to translate for you as best we can. Um, 
my my daughter is on the the dance team, the high school dance team, and it's mm-hmm. um she it has been her dream to be on that particular dance team since she was about three or four years old. And uh, you know, last year with the COVID and the football games being canceled and whatnot, um, she finally gets to do it for real where it counts. And I'm excited to see her do that. I've been a, a dance dad for 15 years or so. Um, so it's good to see where all the um, all the money uh, eventually went. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it ain't good. cheap, my friends. <laughs> I can't imagine. Um, I will go with the last 90 minutes. That is my oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, because, you know, I enjoyed uh listening and watching a bit of the the SummerSlam show and, and getting to put a face and faces to two voices uh but this this was a delight and so i am hoping against hope that i can download it properly <laughs> uh, although uh, to be honest even if i can't this was a pleasure and so it was I, a pleasure I, thank you to jeremy thank you to glenn um you know, you have been two of my closest uh, Twitter friends. And dare I say, let's just call it what it is. You have been two of my closest friends for the last five or six years. And so being able to sit and chat with you uh, has been an absolute pleasure. And I look forward to in a couple weeks uh, doing it again, hopefully with Doc Manson along for the ride. And, um, you know, and we'll celebrate 50 episodes of the Piece of Business podcast. Well, we, we appreciate the invitation today, DC. Yeah. This was this was fun. It was a long time coming, long overdue. And uh, there would be no Piece of Business podcast without DC Matthews and Doc Manson and the DDT podcast. You're, you are there, very... would, there wouldn't even be a GA wrestle now. Well, We're at DC Matthews. In, in which case, I <laughs> when, when I slip loose this mortal coil, hopefully in 70 or 80,000 years, uh, I, I will look back and be like, I, this was all worth it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not even going to ask Doc Manson anything else I'd like to say. You know how to find us. If you're listening to this, uh, you know how to find us. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash DDT wrestling. Uh, you can send us a little bit of financial support if you are inclined. Uh, do you have a Patreon, gents? No. We do not have a Patreon. Uh, that we, um, uh, we, have, we have one bootleg piece of business T-shirt that our buddy Brent Piles wore. On the AWIP SummerSlam preview show. Um, The only one in existence, a collector's item. Um, So talk to Brent if you want one of those. To be fair, I don't think at episode 50 we had any of that either. A shout out, by the way, I didn't mention it on the air. Glenn is wearing a DDT wrestling shirt. Uh Uh, And so I am sure you will have plenty of things in the the months and years to come. Uh, But yes, if you want to send us an email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can follow Jeremy at EPL and NFL. We figured out how to, Doc figured out how to read his Twitter (laughs) handle last week. Uh, You can follow. Yeah, (laughs) wonderful. I've been called worse, believe me. You can follow uh, the the world traveler uh, and the best seeing eye dog I've ever seen, Glenn at GA <laughs> Russell Nut. I am D- DC. Well, I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Uh, thank you for joining us on episode 285, um, which I probably won't call the pop job, but it'll be close to that. Uh, <laughs> until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie?
All right, so I'm going to click end broadcast, right? That's yep. the, that's the correct. Excellent. Uh oh.